Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 14th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year, we're going to talk to one of the hardest working sports information directors in all of college sports. And of course, that's Mama's own Dan Nolan. After working for nearly four decades in the media business, including the last 21 years at Monmouth, Dan is retiring at the end of this calendar year. And as you might suspect, he has some great stories to share about Fighting Scots athletics. Few people have seen more Monmouth College athletic events than Dan Nolan. A member of the college's staff since 1999, the Fighting Scots Sports Information Director has covered thousands of games, matches, meets, and events, chronicling all of them for Monmouth fans throughout the country and around the world. When Dan came to Monmouth, an athletics-only website barely had a pulse, video production was a rarity, and social media was thought to be must-see TV to watch with your friends. At the end of the 2020 calendar year, Dan will retire from a media career that spans more than four decades. He also spent five of those years helping out with the college's softball program. A Southern Illinois native who grew up on a farm outside of Brighton, Illinois, deep in St. Louis Cardinals country, Dan was not familiar with Monmouth College until a softball player he had coached informed him that she was headed to college in West Central Illinois, that set off a chain of events into motion that eventually brought Dan to work in the Maple City. Softball's played a big part of my life. Uh, I started coaching softball when I was uh, in high school, and one of my former players when I was in college uh, mentioned that she was coming to Monmouth College, which was you know 200 miles away. I'd never heard of it. And uh, I was in a radio broadcasting class as a major uh, in college, And uh, one of our, like the next day, uh, we had, uh, we were issued rate cards for advertising rates, and one of them was for WRAM in Monmouth. I said, hey, you know, I've got a friend that's going there. My goal is to broadcast college games. So I set up an interview and uh, actually didn't get the job in Monmouth. I got the one at the sister station at the time in Alito at WRMJ. Uh, and uh, worked up there a while, and, and then uh, there was an opening here in Monmouth, and I, I came to Monmouth uh, town to work at WRAM, and WMOI at that time had, had merged, and uh, through the course of my connections there, and uh, had a, a, about a 12-year run of broadcasting games, and uh, then I left there at the end of 98, and uh, the opening uh, here at Monmouth came up in uh, the, the summer, spring of, of 99, I applied and, and got it. In 2007, Dan was named the college's sole sports information director as his colleague Barry McNamara was named a full-time news writer for the college. Up until that point, Barry had written most of the stories about Fighting Scots athletics 
and Dan said that posed one of his first challenges as a solo sports information director. So uh, that's where I was a little bit nervous because you, you come in after a gifted writer, and uh, those are some big shoes to fill. It's, it's like uh, you know, the next guy in line, uh, the takeover for uh, Tony La Russa. Uh, it's, it's a tough job. Uh, hopefully I, I've done a fairly decent job of, of filling in uh, uh, where Barry was most talented. So uh, really appreciate the, the input that he gave me and, and Jeff Franken also really uh, have helped me out a lot. Although Dan will retire from Monmouth as one of the veteran sports information directors in the storied Midwest Conference, he's always approached his job as a mentor and as a role model. That's because of the dozens of Monmouth students who work for him in sports information. I don't know that I've ever uh, thought of sports information as a, a career or a vocation. It's just uh, something I enjoy doing. Uh, when I left the radio station, they asked me what I was going to miss about it. And I said, it's easy. I'll, be, I'll miss being around the kids for the games. And that's really been the best part of it here, being around the, the uh, student athletes, uh, the, the non-student athletes, and my student workers, just being around uh, the kids. Uh, it, that's the best part, and building those relationships. Um, you know, I'm still in contact with uh, a, a group of, of kids that uh, were here when, when I started in 1999 and uh, through the early 2000s. Uh, you know, it's nice to get invited to, to weddings and then... Uh, I even had uh, one, uh, Michelle Meyer Messman, uh, a former softball player here, that uh, called me up and said, hey, are you going to be at the high school state tournament on uh, such and such a weekend uh, for softball? I said, yeah, what, you know, what's up? She says, I want you to meet my new son. So that was, that was neat that she brought her, her uh, infant son, uh, made a special trip uh, to introduce me. And, and then I had another one that uh, uh, came in and, introduced me to uh to her fiance to to get uh, my approval on that so it's uh, it's interesting you kind of become a, a surrogate dad to, to a lot of the the kids here and especially the the athletes and 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 my student workers can't say enough about the student workers With, without them i wouldn't have lasted this long working with uh, my student workers and and uh, being part of a, a family of student workers has, has really been great it's been special and and uh, you know I wish I could mention all the student workers and I'm sure I'd leave somebody out but we've just had so many great ones that it's it's made my job a lot easier and, and uh, I think every SID will tell you that without student workers the job gets really hard really fast and when it comes to covering the college's teams Dan says he's always strived for fundamental fairness. If I could only be remembered for one thing in my, my time here would be that I try to treat every sport with equal weight, that the five-man golf team is just as important as the 120-man football team. To that student-athlete and their parents, that sport is the most important on campus. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He's retiring at the end of this calendar year after serving Fighting Scots Athletics for more than 21 years. The first Monmouth game Dan attended was as a broadcaster. It was to cover the 1986 football game for the local WRAM radio station between the Fighting Scots and McMurray College. Dan says he had to learn not only about a new sports program, but about a new culture as well. 
I, I learned a valuable lesson uh, in that game, and that was don't, even if it's accidental, share information uh, because we were playing McMurray, and uh, being being new to Division Three, I didn't know that unlike the NFL and Division One, there's sharing of information. Uh, so I was interviewing the McMurray coach at the time, and I asked him about his best receiver. He said, "Oh, he's he's out. He's hurt. Uh, he won't even dress." Well, okay, that's that's big news. So then I was interviewing Kelly Kane here at Monmouth College, and I asked him, I said, hey, what's what's up? Does that change your game plan that so-and-so's not uh, dressing for McMurray? He says, oh, really? He says, I didn't know that. He says, no, we won't change anything. Well, we, we broadcast the game, and who's starting but the kid that was not supposed to even dress? So I learned my lesson there that, that uh, college coaches, especially at the D3 level, uh, they can play the, play the media. And uh, that was a, a big lesson I learned right out of the gate. Uh, and I don't, I don't really recall if we won that game or not, uh, but I, I do remember that uh, uh, there was a, a pass to that the receiver out in the flat, and uh, two of our guys uh, had him around the ankles, and a third guy came up and just clocked him uh, about uh, – shoulder pad high and his helmet went flying about 10 yards <laughs> so I guess that was kind of karma coming back. Dan's first Monmouth game as the college's sports information director was less memorable but it involved another lesson and he's never stopped learning about sports. Oh that I you know I that's a that's a blur. <laughs> it, it it probably was soccer uh, I'm not sure, um, and the interesting thing is, since I've come here, I kind of knew other sports, didn't know anything about soccer, and fortunately, Barry McNamara is a soccer guru, so he really taught me that. Uh, knew just a little bit about volleyball. Uh, fortunately, one of my uh, part-time DJs at the radio station was a volleyball uh, player, and actually went to uh, Knox College, so unfortunately i couldn't talk her into coming here but she tutored me on on volleyball when i had to broadcast volleyball for the uh for the radio station uh and then you know we get into water polo and uh, that was an experience to learn and then lacrosse uh, and lacrosse has been uh, a struggle for me and my student workers to learn because men's and women's rules and the game are totally different so it's a, it's a little confusing but uh learning that and and uh it's it's really been a I guess a transition from knowing football, baseball, softball, the and basketball, the major sports, into some of these other sports that are up and coming. So uh, it's it's kind of kept me young trying to learn new things every year. When Dan came to Monmouth in 1999, most colleges' sports information departments kept game statistics by hand, and they sent the results via either facsimile or by phoning local media outlets. Today, Mama's sports results are broadcast worldwide as games and events unfold in real time. The, the website when we started was in its infancy to put the best positive spin on it. We were just just uh, getting into that part of it. Uh, it's just it's grown so much. Uh, with that website, we can post scores and stories and simultaneously put them on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so it's it's really grown. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, we used to fax results out. And believe me, for the conference track meet, 
we were here till midnight or later faxing things out to uh, all 10 schools and their media outlets. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, our, our conference SIDs uh, at my prodding uh, voted to let's go to email. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was that was a godsend. Uh, so that that's really helped speed things along, uh, you know. And and back prior to faxes, you had the old uh, mimeograph machines, or or you just call the scores in, and and uh, we did that uh, for the major sports to the local TV stations, and uh, then they finally got on board with the email too. So it's, you know, it's it's a, a job where when I talk to students, I tell them it takes less people to do the job now than it used to, but it also takes more people to do the job. On, on one hand, you don't need quite as many statisticians because you're not keeping everybody, not everybody's in charge of, okay, I'm doing tackles, I'm doing rushing, I'm doing passing. Uh, but it takes more people because we have more things to do, like our live stream webcasting. You know, there, there's another three people you add back into the mix. So uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, the job has evolved and, and changed with the times and technology. Of course, another big change at Monmouth was the building of the Huff Athletic Center, which is one of the finest indoor sports complexes among NCAA Division III schools. Around the same time the Huff Athletic Center was opened at Monmouth, another big development came in Dan's profession with the birth of social media. The ubiquity of social media today has made the details of a sports information director's work more important than ever. Because with the social media, the fans are getting information whether it comes from the sports information office or somebody just watching a game. And that's where it's really changed a lot is, is the statistics are all now uh, computerized, but also the, the speed at which you need to get things out. Uh, and one of my professors in college said uh, the main job of a newsman is to be the firstest with the mostest, but mostly be correct. And that's where I feel like the sports information job is, is crucial. Um, you know, you, you can have a, a fan tweeting the final score out. Oh, that's great. Uh, they're going to beat you every time. That's just part of the job. That's the nature of the beast. Uh, but our job is to get the detail information out there. This is the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Dan Nolan, who has been Mama's Sports Information Director for the last 21 years, is reflecting with us on his career at the college. When Dan came to Mammoth, the college had 16 athletic teams. It now has 24. He says it's easy to pick his favorite sport for a variety of reasons. If people ask me now what my favorite sport is, it's, it's softball. It's, you know, and, and I think a lot of people know, who know me know that. Uh, coached my daughter uh, in, in youth league and up through high school. And it was just something that I fell into back in my high school days. And it had a, a major impact on my life. Without that, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have wound up here. It's a bit more challenging, however, for Dan to pick his favorite moments in Fighting Scots athletics because there have been so many over the last two decades. But here are a few of them. And, and uh, back when Alex Tanney was here and we had the uh, uh, hyperdrive offense for football, uh, we were cranking out about 90 plays a game, and, and normally it would be 60, 70 maybe. And Jay Grant was one of those uh, kids that came in with a, a great knack for stats and, and computers, and it was a, a sports guy. So he was my, uh, he was my computer guy. And uh, 
he got pretty cocky uh, in one game where he'd type in the, the play and then lean back and put his feet up. That was easy. Uh, I always like to tell Jay, it's all because the spotter did a great job and I was the spotter. <laughs> so so that, that was uh, uh, – you know, a, a great memory. Uh, another one, I think, from 2010, uh, Midwest Conference track meet down at Illinois College. And uh, Luke Reske uh, was running in the 400 meters. And uh, I was down there on a Friday to watch the prelims, and he came around the turn three. I'm like, man, he's flying. And uh, so the next day I got the results in for the finals and uh, watching a little bit of it. I was, man, he's flying again. And then when we got the results, he ran a 46.75 school record, which was also qualifying for Division One if we'd been Division One. So that that was a, a great memory there. Uh, hosting uh, the NCAA baseball tournament in uh, 02, uh, that was that was a great time. That was our very first time hosting an NCAA event here for me anyway. And and fortunately, Barry McNamara and I were. Uh, co-SIDs at the time so uh, that worked out well and then you know football we had to uh, or I say we had to host uh, I got the opportunity to host two NCAA football playoff games in I think it was uh, uh, 08 or or 10 something like that and uh, that was great to to be hosting those Uh, and you know 2017-18, 2017-18, we had the five conference titles uh, in that one academic year of football, indoor and outdoor track, uh, men's basketball, which was our first since uh, 1990, and then uh, baseball, uh, the first since 2002. So uh, that uh, it was really fun to cover the, the women's basketball team this past year, too, uh, to see them uh, get to the, the conference tournament again and get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, just everything just fell into place. and. Dan says he thinks there's a simple formula to explain Mama's impressive success in athletics during the 21st century. When I first heard of Monmouth, I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, then I started paying attention. I'm like, hey, these guys aren't too bad. And uh, they've just, I guess we can credit administration and, and the athletic directors that we've had, Terry Glasgow and, and Roger Haynes since I've been here, of hiring good coaches. And uh, that's that's the thing, hiring and keeping good coaches. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping up 21-plus years here, but uh, Coach Braun uh, has been here uh, 20 years. And, and uh, like we were talking here a while back, and Coach Braun says, I was a, I was a young man when I started here. And I, I told him, I said, yeah, I'm, I had dark hair, and I was six foot four. Uh, <laughs> so, so people who know me know that second part might not be exactly true. But uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we've got coaches that, that stick around. Uh, I, I think what makes the athletic department special is the thing that makes the college special. It's that one-on-one interaction with the coaches and the, and the players, with the professors and the students. Uh, when I first started here, I was shocked that the professors actually allowed their home addresses and phone numbers to be published. But they invited you know students into their homes, and it's the same way here. There, it, it's not so much of a team atmosphere; it's more of a family atmosphere. Like many of the college's seniors who participated in their last event in 2020, Dan didn't realize it at the time when he covered his final Mammoth Sports event as the college's SID. For him, that event was on Saturday, March 7, at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. It was a men's lacrosse match between the Fighting Scots and the University of Northwestern of Minnesota.
Uh, and that, that was uh, really the, the hard part this fall, that we didn't have the, the game interaction and really didn't get to say goodbye to them. Uh, so that's, that's definitely the, the thing that I'll miss. Um, the upside is if, if we are able to play in the, in the spring, you know, I can come back and watch some games and do the goodbyes then. But, uh, you know, not being able to, to really say goodbye to some of the student athletes and, and the students and uh, the student workers. And uh, I, I did make a preemptive strike uh, in, in August. Um, I gave my senior student workers their parting gifts because I just I wasn't sure if we were even going to be in class the entire fall semester. Uh, so we had that, that goodbye time, and then we uh, did some training on the stats. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's definitely the, the thing that I'll miss. The games will come and go, uh, but the student workers and, and the student athletes, uh, they're, they're kind of you know, stuck in your heart forever. That's Dan Nolan. For the last 21 years, Dan has been Mama's outstanding sports information director, and he's also been the man behind MamaScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And that's going to be a 30 for this 14th edition of Mama's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother.